good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday, the 1st of June, 2022. Welcome to the Wednesday Night Bible Study for Astounding Love Global Church Fellowship. This is Kingdom Relationships, Kingdom 101 Relationships. I maybe just need to name rename my program. I'm not really sure yet. Anyway, this is Pastor Lindsay Lee, and I'm actually on location today. I'm speaking to you from my hotel room in Pomona, California, where we are here on the eve of the Loving Unity uh, Convergence, which starts tomorrow night. Some of our members will be here, and some of our friends that uh, join us in this particular Bible study will also be here. So I'm going to make this kind of brief. Last week, I had this amazing conversation with two wonderful women of God, uh, Crystal Kemp and Geneva Hollis. And in keeping with that, I want to kind of stay in the spirit of what we were talking about, which is always relationships, kingdom relationships. I think that's why I say kingdom relationships 101, uh, because it it's really about how we will be more powerful in the things of God when we begin with the elementary principles and we build upon the foundation that God has already established. So we're going to pray. And then what's going to happen is I'm going to share with you all a couple of things. I'm going to pull on the things that were that took place in last week's conversation and just kind of open this up a little bit more for you and, and invite you to make your comments. This is a pre-recorded broadcast, and uh, which typically starts about 6.45 p.m. So as I said, since started a little late, I've been traveling today, I'm not going to... Uh, extend this out much, but I do want this to be the thread of part of the conversation that is held with the ministers when we all come together on, I believe it's June 8th. So Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for the opportunities to speak your word, and I thank you for the stirring in my spirit, Holy, Holy Spirit, for what it is that you're stirring in me and the things that will therefore bring about change. I choose to submit myself to you and whatever it is that you want to say through me that is what we're going to say. I don't have any secrets, anything that um, you can't have access to. And so I submit my will to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You'll understand that prayer as we go on. Last week, one of the things that happened right about, I would say we were about three quarters of the way through the conversation, the dialogue, the interaction. And one thing that started coming out because we were talking about how do you learn how to submit to God when you when your flesh doesn't want to? And that is such a relevant question. And it's something that comes through a series of decisions for some of us, some other people, it's one simple decision. It, but it's a decision that has to keep being made until we get to that place of absolute submission to God. And so what I was saying and what the Spirit of the Lord is teaching me is to is to Colossians 3.16 it. It is to let the word of God abide in you richly. Let it have its place. Let it flourish in you. Let the culture of the kingdom of God become something that we are so intimate with that we don't know how to live any other way. Those are some of the ways that, that can be defined or spoken. But what I'm going to do tonight is for very briefly, is I'm going to take you all or invite you to 
join me in what it is that I am currently experiencing. And this is what I meant by transparency. By the end of last week's conversation, and I, everything I have is a kingdom conversation, I was starting to share with Christo and starting to share with Geneva, I call her Jenny, uh, some of the things that I do on a regular basis, especially as I'm learning to break through and learning to not just manifest as a son of God, but to really be aware of my sonship at all times. I think one of the problems sometimes that we experience is that we don't hold within our heart the understanding of the relationship that we actually have with God. And so we look in a mirror and then we forget and we run off or we look in the mirror and we go, oh, yes, that's me. That's me. And then you run off into life and things come in and start choking up. So I'm coming out of James. I'm coming out of Mark and, and Luke and, and just the different applications of the word of God that you can see taking place in your life. And so the spirit of the Lord has been challenging me, pulling upon me, moving into another area within my heart to bring about kingdom domain, kingdom dominion. And the whole intent and purpose is for me to break free so completely and to be so uh, manifested so transparently that when you see me, you see Jesus. This is, you see his degree of obedience. You see his degree of trust. You see his degree, even as we move along, I believe in, in, in the ways that he manifests in power and in might. And it's all because of submission and obedience, which are key words in this ministry altogether. If you listen to anything that our apostle Baker, J. Baker, Dr. Baker talks about, then obedience is going to come in. It's going to be a part of it. Now, it used to be that I would parrot that just Walk, 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 just say it because, you know, she said it and you're supposed to say uh, things that you hear from your own house because you want to grow into it. But it's no longer her message. It's the message of the Lord speaking through me, to me and all around me and within me. I have begun to crave obedience to the degree that when I find areas of disobedience within myself, I'm willing to go through the struggle that it takes to come to absolute surrender. I am not yet at that place where it's just instant, but I don't know that I should be. I think that this growing process that I'm in, where it's like, wow, this does not please my king. And I go through all of the, 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 the steps, the process on the inside that says these are final decisions that I'm making. These are final answers. No, I'm not going to walk in this kind of foolishness anymore. I'm, I'm really purging and getting rid of breaking up with the devil, I think is what I know is one of the ways that I say it. And choosing to be different forever. You see, it's a permanent thing. I'm not looking for a temporary obedience. I, I'm not looking to date obedience. I'm looking to marry it. Um, I believe that you'll understand that. That's kind of one of my comments as a, as a single woman is I don't date, meaning I'm not interested in being tried out for somebody else to figure out if he wants to have long-term relationship with me. I, I don't think that that's something that I'm interested in at all, and nor am I interested in treating anyone that way. 
And so I'm not interested in dabbling in the things of God and just saying, well, I'm going to try it on and see if it's something that I might be able to work with. I'm taking these principles to heart and saying, no, because it's from God, it's something that I do want. And I'm going to allow him to let patience have her perfect work in me in the process where I can't have just instant change and, and everything is just easy and there's never a struggle. There's never a character being forged. There's never any strength uh, um, growing on the inside of me. That's not my interest. And I don't believe that's the lesson that the Lord wants to teach me, but he's teaching me, uh, learning me even how to yield to him so that as soon as I hear his voice, Everything in me submits and is willing to be made different, be made whole in places where I've been damaged. So that's my intro. Again, we were always asking you to write questions down and, and let us know what you're thinking or how you feel about it or what, I, you know, all these different things because it, it would be interesting to actually have a dialogue with you and. Um, you know, just to see what's what. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up what I'm, these are the direction of the notes. I don't think I've ever made any other ones. And I, but this is the topic that we're, we're looking at. And it is intentional superhuman living. That's what we're talking about tonight. But we're talking about it from a place that, that is very, very personal. Um, we're talking about it from a, from a place where we are able to, um, how do you say it? Well, we're able to really make the changes. I'm my own engineer tonight, too. So <laughs> so you have to pardon me if I'm making notes and doing all the other kind of stuff as, as well. So, But we're talking about intentional superhuman living. Now, what that means in a nutshell, and I'll, I'll bring that back up in a little while. But what, what that means in a nutshell is that we are looking at how do I make that decision to deliberately allow the word of God to have precedence in my life? How do I continually or intentionally make the decision to walk in the things of God on his terms? So this is what I'm doing. And then I'm also looking at it from the perspective of, how do I say this? Letting this word abide in me and make the changes in me that God wants to make. So that's what I want to want us to see. And, and we're going to look at uh, these questions that I have posted many times before, but I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to kind of approach it a little differently tonight, I think. Okay. The first question is, what is my relationship with God and love for myself? Now, I, we talk, I'm on a different number of different programs where that comment has come up. The question about, um, am I loved or do I know that I'm loved and how do I receive his love and and how do I do this? And how do I do that? Well, we're not actually coming from that perspective today. Instead, what we're going to do is dive right into this next part. Do I have a kingdom relationship with myself? And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to look at what kind of kingdom relationship with yourself do you have? Um, and what I mean by that is how much of the word of God is allowed to have uh, precedent in, in your life? How, how preeminence come first place on inside. So let me put that question up here. Do I have a kingdom relationship with myself? See, this is not a planned. I, I was sitting here waiting until the spirit of the Lord let me know what he wanted to talk about. 
And I can already feel some of the, um, how would I say this? I can feel some of the, the buildup on the inside of me uh, about even talking about some of these different things. I can feel it in the sense that it's like, okay, God, you really want to do this. You, you really want me to open myself up to people in, in a way that's going to allow them to see what you mean by the process. So that's what we're going to do. All right. So do I have this kingdom relationship with myself? My answer to that is yes. And it's a growing relationship. I am really growing in, in hearing what is the key, what is the will of me according to the kingdom of God and being willing to make the changes to allow the kingdom to be to, to that already dwells within me to be seen the culture of the kingdom to bring change to me. So I have been for the last year, I'm going to get really transparent here. My mom and apostle, Dr. Baker, got a word from the Lord for me. It's been just at about one year, just a little over a year ago. And it was about the extra, uh, extra weight that I was carrying. And it was the thing because I had been fearful of dying. And there was a whole lot more to the testimony that I'll give sometime this year, probably in August around my birthday. And I was going through all of these little conniption fits, but I was in everything but obeying. And I had learned through reading the word, because this is really where you'll find all the examples you need. But I found in reading the word of God, how I displayed disobedience along the lines of King Saul. That I had my own opinions about what it meant to obey God and even the things that God would say to do, I would change the instructions to reflect what I wanted to do instead of what he was saying to do. And so I had a form of godliness without power. And I had a form of what I called obedience, which God would defined as rebellion. And it was the thing that caused Saul, King Saul, to lose his position. And I personally did not want to be ousted or removed from places of privilege in the kingdom, meaning this calling, this, this calling that I had, and even the breath that I breathed. I didn't want to miss out on that. And so at the time I cried out to God because I felt like I'm going to die if I don't do this. He gave a word to my apostle. Now, some of you might wonder, well, why would he tell her? Why weren't you capable of hearing him for yourself? I don't know the answer to that. I can guess a few things. And at some point when my mom and I are talking and we'll do it even on a platform such as this, then I'll get more insights and so will you. But I know enough to know that I had always had a way of twisting things that she told me God said. And I learned she has an anointing as an apostle, as a prophet, as a woman of God, as, as a vessel. When she releases a true word for you from the Lord and the Lord and you follow it as he said it without trying to change it, you get the miraculous. So in other words, whoever receives the words of a prophet or receives the prophet, receives the reward from the prophet, receives the manifesting or the truth of what they said, you get to see it happening. You get to realize it within yourself. And so I followed the instructions without pause, without, without even really very many questions. I only needed questions for clarification, but I wasn't interested in tweaking. And to make a long story short, uh, the weight started to fall off pretty fast and it still has. And to be really honest, the majority of it I've, I've kept off. However, I'm at the end. 
And in the end, it's a little different. Now it's partnering with her. It's not just her telling me what to do, but this is realizing that the, a whole lot of relationships change and you have to mature in the things of God to a place that you will are willing to take the strength of what is given to you from somebody else's words, from God's words through someone else. And take the strength and the power of that to join with it, to, to allow yourself to partner with that word and to, and to really double the anointing, double the power of it, because you're going to take it without trying to change it. And I have reached that place. I am really like in the home stretch. I can see the end of the thing. But I have flailed about and old habits have been trying, vying for my attention to try to come back. Now, can I tell you the truth? The truth is I'm not interested in going back to what I was. The truth is I don't, I'm not interested in eating the way I used to. The truth is I'm not interested in being the way that I was, uh, that I used to be. And I'm not even talking about the physical appearance. I'm talking about the overall persona of the person. I no longer have an interest in being this woman that was bound up in her emotions and in childishness and in insecurity and a whole lot of other stuff. Uh, I could tell you that a great deal of that is gone, but there are still places where the immaturity is there. There's still places in me where I have to grow up in all things into Christ. Okay. And so this, if, if, if I can give it to you the way I'm, I'm starting to understand it, it's like you're listening to uh, Ephesians chapter four, where it says it's around verse 11 or so. And he gave some to the church, some apostles, some prophets, and some uh evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the equipping of the saints for the working of the ministry. Well, I am a fivefold. I'm a gift to the body of Christ. That is part of what I'm one of the ones that he gave, but I'm also a recipient of what has been given. And so there are times, even as a pastor, even all the other things I might move in, in, in the, in the, the graces of the, the ascension gifts. That's a lofty way of saying the being part of the that five-fold gifting from God. Um, that I need to be one of the saints that is being equipped for the work because I have to be equipped to do what I do. And my apostle and the apostles that she uh, works with that 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 there's relationship there and they have the authority. They have the permission to speak into my life. The prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. I need to hear what God is saying through those that are willing to speak it as he gives it. And I am so blessed to have in my corner friends that operate in those offices that when we have these conversations, these men and women it's really more women than men, but these people will talk to me straight. They don't tiptoe around and they're not concerned about hurting my feelings. They're more concerned about uh, my feelings being allowed to hurt me, uh, spiritually speaking. And so I also, there's another place in this. It's where you submit to the authority. And, and, and to the spirit of the living God in each other, that's that submitting one to another, obeying the command without feeling a need to be an equal. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, my apostle or one of my friends who is in ministry, who is a fivefold gifting, tells me this is what the Lord is saying. I can take that word without feeling like you've got to respect me in my office. This should be straight across peer to peer. Oh, no. No, I submit to that as one that has need of equipping.
And when that happens, there's a power that starts to surge for all of us because we're not listening according to the name on the outside, but it's the name that is above all names. It's Jesus that's speaking. It's the spirit of the living God. And submission to that starts to break the brittle, hard places on the inside of us and it enables us to start being transparent in a way that we never could before because the stuff starts to leave. And so that's a, another, um, let's say that's another road I would like to spend more time talking about. But for the sake of time tonight, I'm going to just kind of reel that back in. I can go back to that anytime because it's in me. You see, it's not something that I have in my head. It's something that's coming forth from my heart. And this is why we humble ourselves one to another. And this is why we choose to believe that God is talking, can talk to us through one another. So having those two levels of submission, there's this third part that is where I am. It's the realization that the same spirit, when he talks directly to you, that you give him the same honor that you you don't need a, a, a human's name on it in order to obey the voice of God. We're training to hear the voice of God in and through one another and know it's the same voice. And so I've learned to start submitting what happens when I have these behavioral things. And, and I'm at this home stretch and these old spirits, like old boyfriends or something, old relationships wants to want to come back in and and be one with me and and there's no room for them and now you can tell that they're not a part of what you are because they don't look anything like Christ they don't look anything like the word of God they don't sound right they don't smell right they don't taste right they are not right but you still have unsubmitted parts and these old ugly things reappearing actually point to the places where we thought we were okay, but we realized I never submitted this to God. And so the spirit of the Lord has been talking to me about liberty. You see, I'm free to obey him now. It's just as I used to feel free to disobey. And so he was saying, one of the words was uh, Galatians 5.1, to stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now, the reason that this particular verse is so powerful, I don't have the, I'm not going to take the time tonight to go through the whole thing, but I want to look at this one expression here, entangled again. That word is ineco, and it means to hold within or to fix upon. It means to entertain a grudge against or to be exasperated against, to allow something to pass or to hold it in or to hold it upon, to be ensnared. So it's like keeping a grudge. It's like refusing to forgive. When you refuse to forgive, you refuse to release something that does not actually belong to you, the hurt, the, the disappointment, whatever it was, and, and the judgment 
that you or I place upon another. Um, and so all of that stuff is like a gorgeous, something that we hold within. And he said, but there is a liberty that you can stand in. He's telling us this is the position. I'm going to look at the word stand fast first. Um, that word is stiko, and it means to stand when under judgment. And it also means to be approved. So he's telling us we are approved um, to stay in the liberty, which is this word eleutheria. I love that word, eleutheria. And it means freedom. It means um, that instead of being licentious, which has to do with rebellion and working out sin, it's the liberty to do or to omit things to get rid of anything that has no relationship to your salvation, to your soul, to your sozo. Yes. If it doesn't have, that's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't look right. It doesn't smell. It's not right. It's not a part of your covenant. It's not a part of the kingdom. And you have the right. I have the right to stand against that. I have the right to stand in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And I can renounce and refuse to give entrance. It's like being the guardian of the gates of my choices. And so he's been talking to me about how now you're at this place where you've worked through being afraid of food, being afraid of doing this and afraid of doing that. Where you have that, where you cannot any longer make the food the reason. Um, how do I say that? I don't eat this. I don't eat that. I don't eat this. So you, it's like you have a rule, a, a a list of things that are safe to eat and things that are not. That's not freedom. The freedom is that all things are lawful for me and permissible to me, but not everything is good for me, and I I opt not to have that, not because I'm on a diet, not because of all these other things, but because that's not something that I, I don't agree with the way that works in me. I don't, I, I'm free to have it. And therefore I exercise my liberty and freedom to refuse it. I will stand in the liberty, the freedom to have it or not to have it without having to resort to all of the sayings of the world about I'm on a diet, it's bad for me, my blood sugar goes up, this, I have a bad reaction to it. In other words, you're saying that because of something, um, there, that's why I can't, as opposed to, uh, because that implies if, if I didn't have the side effects, I would probably still take the poison. And so, no, I don't do that anymore. It's like he's saying, no, I want you to stand in the liberty to have or not to have, to say yes to me and no to that, to check in with me and find out it's lawful, it's permissible, and you exercise your liberty to walk in the freedom that says, I have a see beyond this. I see beyond this temporary thing. It doesn't have to be food, it can be spending, it can be the choice of people that you hang out with, the kind of entertainment that you choose, the kind of spirits that you let in your house through your TV or your music, whatever it is. It's, it's so many different things. It's everything, actually. Everything that pertains to either living in the kingdom or living the way you want to, you know? And so he's talking to me about that because I'm at the home stretch and I've gone forward and come back a little bit, gone forward and come back a little bit, gone forward and come back a little bit. It's time to break the tape. It's time to finish the course. It's time to bring an end to any doubt whatsoever that I will only get to to a certain point in God and then fall back. This is the, you see, because it's so much more than food. 
It isn't really food at all. It's choices. How much of the kingdom do you want? 75%? Oh, I'm good. He got me out of the mess. He got me out of the muck and the mire, and I got rinsed off. And I'm standing right here, but I'm not going to cross the threshold to the finish and be all in. Well, that's not the statement that you want to make. Not if your kingdom. In fact, when your kingdom, you can't make that statement because the only statement we make is I'm all in. Everything that I have, everything that I am is his to command. And he's everything that I want. And all of the other things that are to be added are added because the king adds them because it's part of his plan all along. And it's, it's, you can use the word trust. I've trusted God to a certain degree. But I don't know that I'm going to trust him all the way. I don't know what's on the other side of, of this weight thing. I don't know what's on the other side of this finance thing. I don't know what's on the other side of this relationship thing. Well, these are all about having kingdom standards for my life. Do I have them? Or is there an escape clause in my thinking? That was the next question. First, it was, do I have a kingdom relationship with myself? And then next of all, do I have kingdom standards for my life? Or is there an escape clause in my thinking? Well, we are at the place I am where there is no longer an escape clause. There is no longer any type of room for excuses. Will I let my liberty, will I stand fast in the liberty into which I'm called? Or do I have some other kind of thing in mind? I think I want to look up one more word. And then we will be done uh, for tonight. And prayerfully, in one way, I'm sorry I'm not live because it would be good to hear what your questions are. And in another way, I guess I'm glad that I'm not because I, I might get myself distracted and not finish the thought that I want to finish for you all tonight. So let's see here. Um, the other scripture, Luke 4.18. Let's just look at a few scriptures on that have to do with liberty. Luke 4, 18, where it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. And then another one that I wanted to look at is I believe Romans 8, um, I do like Romans 8.21 because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. See, we have a glorious liberty. And that's something to look at. He says in 1 Corinthians 8.9 that you have to take heed by at least by any means the liberty that you have becomes a stumbling block to those that are weak. So that has a whole lot to do with different relationships with people and choices. And um, I already gave you Galatians 5, 1. And verse 13 is also important in Galatians chapter 5. For brethren, you've been called into liberty. This is where we're going to end tonight. You've been called into liberty. Only you're not to use it for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Let me ask you a question. My breakthrough is not about being really gorgeous, having a slamming body, getting to wear these clothes, do this, that, you know, all the stuff that, that the world associates with it. It's not even really all about me being healthy and strong and, and all that. All these are the benefits. But my walking in obedience and in a day and a time when I say 
you know, because of the time, because of the seasons, it's not that easy. Would that help you to continue to break through? Not because I could lord it over you, because we talk about it, lock arms and walk together. Does it matter to me for you to break through, for you to reach your goals? Absolutely does. Not your goals, but God's goals for you. Because the greater our obedience, the stronger the sound of his voice in the earth that will bring other people out of bondage. Our liberty brings others out of prison. And so I feel that what this says here in Galatians 5.13 that I, Lanzine, Lanzine Lethali, you have been called into liberty. So use it to serve others by love. That, I believe, is the message. Stop it with the temper tantrums. Stop it with the need to be right. Stop it with all of the things that we have done over time to try and satisfy our flesh and make ourselves feel better about ourselves. We've come to the end of that because the call of the kingdom, the kingdom has need of us to fully manifest as such, to be able to be heaven's solution to a world that is desperately in need of the love that God has. Not religion, not false messages, but to see the sons of God, and that includes those of us that could be defined as daughters, but to see us walking in the power of his love, because that's where our liberty is, and that's where our breakthrough is, and that's where the grace to overcome is, and all of the other things that we've been called to do. So I'm going to sit here tonight as I'm ending, and I'm going to say to you, over these next two months, I will finish this part and come forth as the gold that he wants me to, not for me, but for him. And for him, will be for you. And I invite you to make your decisions, the things that the Lord has been talking to you about, my love, and do the same thing so that we, as the corporate body, can affect this world with the love of God. They need us. He wants to do this through us. He wants to do it for us. And so, Lord, I'm saying to you, I will let you love me the way that you want to, so that others can be affected by your love. And I am talking to a lot of friends tonight to give them the opportunity to do the same thing. So that, in a nutshell, is the whole message of what it is that we needed to speak. And if you have questions, I'll have to, of course, check back in and see what it is that you had to say. Um, I will also give you the information for the um, offerings and so forth. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm working on my computer, but I don't even have my mouse with me, so it's a little bit different. But y'all know what to do. So I'm going to just cover my face for a minute and then just let you know that this is the time to receive the tithes and the offerings and all of the other giftings and the things that we do so that... Um, this ministry and everything that this ministry is about will continue to go forward because we do have a message that the Father wants to speak. And also, I want to say to you again, and now you don't even have to look my face while I'm making that or asking that question. Are you going to walk in the things that God has called you to walk in? 
Are you going to say the things that God has called you to say? And are you going to be the things that God wants you to be? That's what we're asking. That's, um, I think, the gist of our questions or our answers or our things to do. We are very blessed people. We have an opportunity to do and to be on a level that we may not understand completely, but this is our time to do it. So I invite you to join me on that message or in this quest, on this journey. I will be back next week, I believe, with um, a team of ministers to kind of have a round table and to talk about a few of these things. And I hope that you will join us. I'm having all kinds of fun with my computer. <laughs> And uh, I love you, Astounding Lee. I'm Pastor Lindsay Lee. You know that it's Astounding Love, a global church fellowship. And you know that it's also more than enough ministries on behalf of our apostle, Dr. Baker, J. Baker, on behalf of all the ministers and the members and the friends. I, uh, I say, come on into the kingdom. Let's manifest as we're supposed to. Let's get rid of the excuses. Let's do the things that the Father wants to do. Let's please the King and give up. Or again, live in a moment in our lives, trying to please ourselves and to have God be satisfied with that. So I love you astoundingly. And thank you so much for joining me tonight. This has been Kingdom 101 Relationships or Kingdom Relationships 101. And I will see you. Uh, next week. Thank you.